How's it going, everybody? <laughs> How you fix your shirt? <laughs> Waiting on this to come up. Alright. Let's straight. Make sure. Bring up the chat. We missed some comments last time. We don't want to do that again. We're still trying to figure this thing out. No matter how long it's been. Alright, hope everybody's having a blessed day today. I'm going to be talking about the oneness today, the oneness of God, the Lord our God is one. And without any further ado, we can go ahead and get started. Thank you guys um, again for tuning in with us, uh, bearing with us week in and week out as we try to get uh, everything ironed out, get everything straightened out, just so we can bring um, just the word of God and make sure everything is clear and Try to do things decently and in order. Uh, but before we move too much further, uh, we'll take a quick minute to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you yet again for allowing us another opportunity to be here. An opportunity to study your word, to learn more of you, God, to just prove, uh, excuse me, just to put your word forth, Lord, that it will fall on ears that somebody will be willing to do what you said. Somebody will be willing to believe in you, Lord, your truth. So we thank you, Father, for giving us this chance and thank you for how you continue to bless us and bestow things upon us that we're so not deserving of, Lord. But by your grace, Lord, you've given us so much life, so much health, so much prosperity, so many things, so much peace, Lord. Thank you. And we pray this and many other blessings, Lord, in your name. We pray that you would continue to be shelter to the homeless, Lord, to be food to the hungry, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen people going through tough times, Lord, continue to help them to see that you are there no matter how the circumstance looks, Lord. So we pray this and so many other things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as Melvin has already mentioned, we're going to talk about the oneness of God today. And it is one topic that I get fired up talking about because it's truly a revelation. It's truly one of the mysteries of God, of who Jesus is. Uh, and so we're going to begin today in Colossians. Uh, we'll start at 2.9 and then we'll jump back up to 8 after we introduce it. So we'll start at 2.9. Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now that's saying a lot. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, we're talking about in Christ. We'll go back up to verse 8. But we're talking about in Christ is all the fullness of the Godhead all in one body, in Christ. So a lot of times we hear the Godhead is nothing but the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's what it's referring to here. And that's all in Christ. In the body of Jesus Christ is all of the Godhead, the three in one. A lot of times we talk about the Trinity, but today a lot of people discuss the Trinity, but today I want to help someone out there understand what the Godhead is, who the Godhead is, because 
we can all say what we believe, but let's go to the scriptures and see what the scriptures declare. For in him, talking about Christ, like I said, we're going to go back up to eight in a second. But in Christ dwelleth all. Now, there's no worry they can exceed all. If you're talking about an amount, nothing's going to exceed all. If you say all is everything, there's nothing that, can, that exceeds that. Fullness. When you say it's full, there's nothing that can add. You can't add anything to it if it's full. Because if you do, it's just going to overflow. The Godhead. All the fullness of the Godhead. All of God. Bodily. Go, let's uh, look at verse 8, Mel. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain decent after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, Paul here is giving us a warning. He said, beware, lest any man spoil you. We'll get ruined through philosophy. A lot of times people go to school, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with school, but a lot of times we go to school, we learn Greek words, we learn... Uh, Latin and we learn all these other things but we're not actually learning the truth from God he says beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit nothing but deceiving you after the tradition of men see a lot of things that are taught about God today is nothing but tradition it is nothing but tradition after the rudiments of this world, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Christ. He said, don't follow the traditions of people. Follow after Christ. For in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All of God was in Christ. All of God was in Christ. So that is why. You may not understand it just yet, but that is why when Jesus said, Matthew recorded, in Matthew 28, 19, he recorded Jesus saying, Go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the Godhead. He said, Go baptize them in the name of the Godhead. Go baptize them. That name is nothing but Jesus Christ. That name is nothing but Jesus. In Jesus dwells all of them, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In Jesus. So we're, we're going to look at that. We're going to try to attack this today if we can. Uh, we'll move over to Luke, the third chapter, and we're going to start at verse 21. I hope you can follow us today. Um, and as usual, if anybody has any questions or anything they want further explained, just please just say something. Uh, something going wrong with the video. Yep, no. <laughs> say something. We don't want to be on here sounding like chipmunks the entire time. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move to Luke, the third chapter, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. Now, Jesus makes his way down to the river of Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. 
So he was baptized and he was praying and the heaven was open. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. Let's go back. So in verse 21, we have Jesus. Now, keep track of these three here. In verse 21, we got Jesus. Now, we just read that in Jesus is all of the Godhead, all the fullness of the Godhead in Jesus. That's what we just read. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, in 21, we got Jesus. Let's see if we can find all three of them here. And where are they located? In 21, we find Jesus. 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Now, we find Jesus. We find the Holy Ghost on Jesus. We find the Holy Ghost on Jesus. So now we see two of them. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. Now that's God talking. That is the Father talking right there. Which said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. A voice came from heaven. Now that's the same voice that Adam heard. He said, in Genesis, Adam told God, he said, I heard your voice walking through the garden. He said, I heard your voice. See, no man has ever seen God. Adam didn't see anybody, but he heard the voice. He heard the voice. Same voice we hear here. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son. So we got the Holy Ghost, the Son, and the Father. In thee, I am well pleased. The father said he was in him. The father said he was in him, in Jesus. In the body of Jesus dwelleth the father. In thee, I am well pleased. The father said he was well pleased to be residing in Jesus. Now, I know that's a lot of hard things to comprehend, but I pray that you bear with us, that you uh, seek the scriptures, see what the scriptures have to say, and also that you continually pray and ask God to open your understanding because at the end of the day, it's God that reveals these things to us. That's why uh, in Revelations 1 and 1, it said the revelation of Jesus Christ. It, it, God has to reveal this. I can sit here all day and talk till. <laughs> Till I lose my voice but God has to be the one to open your eyes to these things and he's only going to do it if you're continually seeking him if you're actually trying to understand trying to learn of him and if you follow his steps because he said except a man be born again you won't see it you have to be born again so it's important to do that so we have Father, Son, and Holy Ghost here. We we see they're all in Jesus. The, the Spirit descended on him. The Holy Ghost descended on him. Now, obviously, we have Jesus here. And the voice that came from heaven, which is God, he said, I'm in thee. He said, in thee, I am well pleased. In thee. So, 
we have all three of them here. All in the body of Jesus. All in the body of Jesus. Now, that is why the apostles only baptized in the name of Jesus because they understood who he was. They understood he was the Father. They understood he was the Holy Ghost. Jesus told us in the book of Revelation, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, in the Godhead. Just take a minute and think about the Godhead. We have Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There is no confusion on who the Son is. We know the Son is Jesus. There's no confusion on who the Son is. Jesus didn't have to say, I am the Son. He already came to earth saying he was the Son. In the book of Revelations, though, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The Father and the Holy Ghost. We know he's the Son. We've heard he's the son, but he said, I'm the first and the last. And we're going to get to that. But so we see, I pray you see, that the Father and the Holy Ghost, because God is a spirit, they reside in the body of Jesus. Let's look at excuse me, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. We're going to try to run down a few scriptures. Um, and I pray that you would just take some time and pray over these things and, and ask God to open your understanding. Uh, in verse 19, 2 Corinthians, verse 5, and verse 19, chapter 5, excuse me, and verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of re reconciliation. Read to that second comma again. To wit that God was in Christ. To wit, to know, to comprehend, to understand that God was in Christ. He was in that body. God was in the body. That's how Jesus could raise the dead. That's how he could do it. That's how Jesus could walk on water. That's how he can do it. That's how the woman who had the issue of blood, she just touched the hem of his garment. She didn't even have to touch his body. She just touched his clothing and she was healed because God was in that body. It, there's a difference. <laughs> so why Nicodemus said, no man uh, can do these miracles except God be with you. Except God be with you. Nobody can do this. See, there's a difference. They, they had, the Bible says God was manifest in the flesh. God was made known. That's all the word manifest means. Is God is made known in flesh. See, God is not flesh. And we're going to get to that. But God is a spirit. Somebody may have a hard time with that, but think about it this way. God gives us earthly things that we can understand and comprehend to understand spiritual things. God is a spirit. You can take the wind, and the wind, I like to say, is a spirit. You can't see the wind. You cannot see a spirit. 
But you can take the wind and you can put it inside of a balloon and now you you manifested the wind. You still can't see that wind, but if you blow that balloon up, you now have this figure that you can actually see. That's what God did with Jesus Christ. You can't see God because he's a spirit. The Bible said, now that scripture, the scripture says no man hath seen God. Nobody ever seen God because he is a spirit. But he revealed himself in a flesh and called it Jesus Christ. He revealed himself just the same way you can reveal the wind. I had somebody try to argue me down that they could see the wind. Good God Almighty. How, how you ever seen the wind unless you make it known? But so God is the same way. So the scripture says to wit, to understand, to comprehend that God was in Christ. That's the same thing we just seen in these other verses. The voice came from heaven. That's God talking. The same voice that Adam heard in the Garden of Eden. The voice said, in thee, he's in him. In him, in Christ, dwelleth all of the Godhead, all the fullness of the Godhead. God was in Christ. That's the reason all of the apostles and the devil don't like it, but that's the reason that your baptism should take place in the name of Jesus because Jesus is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. He's all of them because God can be anything he wants to be. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. So we have to pray and ask God to reveal who he is to us. Let's, um, I, I want to go back now. We're going to trace down God. Uh, let's go back to Exodus, to the very beginning, because we, we can't understand the present without understanding just where all this stuff came from. It gives us some it gives us some better insight gives us a deeper understanding of why just go ahead Melvin. Exodus the third chapter and we're going to pick up verse 14 so we have here Moses he's coming in contact with God for the first time having a, a meeting with God on the backside of the mountain and so we know the story how he's seen the burning bush. And so God has now told him, look, I'm going to send you to these, to the children of Israel. And you're going to bring them out. So let's actually start at verse 13 because now when you want to have a relationship with someone, how can you possibly do it without knowing their name? That's the first thing we do. We meet somebody on the street. You may shake their hand or whatever, and you say, hello, my name is so-and-so. You want to know their name. That's how you start a relationship. And so Moses said, look, let, let's see what Moses says here. Uh, verse 13. Yes, sir. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Moses, now this man is smart. <laughs> now he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go down there, but he's smart. He said, look, God, I go down there and I tell these people, look, 
the God of your father sent me down here. They're going to say, God, what's his name? <laughs> who, who is he? And that's a legitimate point, though. Granted, Moses didn't want to go, but that's a legitimate point. People want to know who it is. You sign up for a job, they say, tell me your name. <laughs> I don't care what you sign up for. Tell me your name. You write a check, they say, tell me your name. Put your name on it. Anything you do, people want to know the name. So why not find out the name of God? All right. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he, and he said, thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am. Now, Moses said, God, how should I answer them? When they say, what's your name? And God just says, I am that I am. I am <laughs> the great I am. He's whatever he wants to be. He didn't give them the name. He didn't reveal the name because it wasn't time for the name yet. It wasn't time for the name. The name is Jesus. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. There's no other name other than Jesus. The name of Jesus. But so here, Jesus had not been revealed yet. The name of God has not been revealed to us yet. So he says, tell him I am that I am. The great I am. So throughout the beginning of time, the children of Israel, they understood this because this is all they knew. And so let's fast forward. Let's pick up John, the fifth chapter. Let, let's see Jesus on the scene now. So just keep track of the time aspect here. And John, the fifth chapter, and we'll start with verse 43. I think I want to get 43. No, I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to get 43. John, the eighth chapter. And we'll get verse 56. We're going we're gonna to keep up with the I am because Jesus declared this same thing in verse 56. We'll start at 56. John chapter 8 and verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Now, they've been talking about the father in the previous verses, and not, we didn't pick it up, but they were talking about the father here. And so they got on the subject of Abraham being their father. And Jesus says in 56, he says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. So they, now these are naysayers, people that, that didn't believe in Jesus. They couldn't understand it. And in 57, they said, how in the world could you have seen Abraham? He was way before your time. You're not even 50 years old, Jesus. How could you have seen him? Pick up uh, 58 mil. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Good God from Zion. Before Abraham was, I am. The same I am from Exodus, the third chapter, when God said, Tell them, I am that I am. Jesus is using that same word here. He said, before Abraham was, I am. He's saying, I am that same God from the Old Testament. It's me. Now, 
the same way they react is the same way people react today. You tell them, if you tell them Jesus Christ is the Father, they, they're going to get mad at you. They said, no, no, he's not. Look at 59. And then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Ah, <laughs> uh, they couldn't kill him because the time wasn't yet. They took up stones because they understood what this man was saying. See, somebody out there that y'all don't, somebody out there does not understand what he just said. He just claimed to be God. And these Jews, see the Jews, they, they understood the Old Testament. Well, they didn't understand, but they knew the Old Testament. And so they knew who I am was. They understood Jesus claimed to be that I am. And they said, hold on, this fella blasphemy. We're going to kill him. No, this is not God. This is, a, this is nothing but a man. He's not God. So they wanted to kill him. But Jesus, he escaped. Uh, if you only could understand how he escaped. <laughs> so, and I don't want to get too deep into it because we already, we already trying to stay afloat. We're gonna move over to chapter ten now. I love, I love John's writings. John, a lot of times Jesus showed Peter, James, and John a lot of things he didn't show the other. Uh, disciples Jesus showed them uh, he took them on the Mount of Transfiguration and he showed them himself transfigured let, let, let's just pick up this we, we got we already got too much to go to let's pick up John 10 and verse 30 I and my father are one. I and my father are one. He said, we the same one. Me and God, we the same one. We the same one. Look at their reaction again. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. <laughs> same thing some of y'all are going to do out here today. They said, oh, no. Jesus is not the father now. That's the scriptures cannot lie. The same thing. The same reaction that he got, I'm getting the same reaction today. Somebody said, no, no, he wouldn't. I don't understand how he could be. I just can't see it that way. He said you wouldn't see it. You must be born again. And my God, if you would follow his instruction, if you would take the baptism in the Father's name, which is Jesus, if you would take his baptism, if you would take the Holy Ghost, Jesus said the Father was going to send the Holy Ghost in his name, in the name of Jesus. If you would take that and you would study and pray and be led by the Spirit, talk with God-sent people here to help you understand, you would, you would be able to comprehend Jesus and the Father. They're the same one. In Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. He's one Lord. He's only one. He's only one. So somebody said, well, what? how do you understand the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Then We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But 
first, I want to pick up. Uh, let's uh, before we do this, actually, let's just go ahead and pick up uh, John the fourteenth chapter and verse twenty. Or not twenty. Um, verse eight. So, because there's a lot of confusion on who the Father is, if we can come to the understanding that it's Jesus, because it is, then we would accept the baptism in the name of Jesus. So let's look at uh, verse 8, because Jesus' own 12 had the question, about the Father because Jesus did a lot of talking about the Father. So let's see what they said in verse 8. Philip saith unto, unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Now, that's one of the twelve. Philip is one of the twelve. He said, look, you've been talking about the Father for a, a long time now. Show him to us. Show him. We want to see him. Let us see him, and it'll suffice us. We'll be happy. We'll be satisfied once we can see him. Let's see him. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? Now they <laughs> said, Show us the Father. And Jesus says, Have I, hallelujah, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? It's crazy how this stuff aligns, man. Me. Now, now that's Jesus talking. Hallelujah. Now, that's Jesus talking. He's, they said, show them to us, Jesus. We want to see this Father. Jesus said, have I, been, have I not been with y'all long enough? I'm right here in front of you. Have I not been with you long enough? And you still don't know who I am. It's me. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. I am in the Father, and he is in me. We picked it up at the baptism. The Father, the voice came from heaven and said, In thee, I'm in thee. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. In, in John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, God is the word that's what it says the word was god word was with god and, and the word was god if you jump down and we might pick that up but if you jump down to verse 14 it says and god was made flesh the word was made flesh god made himself flesh that that's <laughs> that's what i wanted to pick up that, that's exactly what I wanted to pick up. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to just write it down. So when we finish up here, we're going to go pick that up. Uh, but but to, fin to finish this, this set of scriptures up, Jesus said unto him, they said, show us the Father. We want to see him. We, we, we just want to see him. Let us know what he looked like. What kind of hair he got. Mm -hmm. What his teeth look like. What's his skin color? Everybody, everybody concerned with the skin color. Oh, uh, Lord, help us. They said, Philip said, just show him to us. It'll suffice him. Jesus, now, this is the father talking. The father said, have I not, have I been with you so long, 
so long and you still don't know me. Go ahead, Mel. Again, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? If you seen Jesus, he said, if you seen me, you already seen the Father. You already seen him because you seen me. Why? Because we are one. We're the same one. We're the same one. I and my Father are one. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. They're the same one. But don't be deceived by the traditions of this world. We go to the wrong people, go to the wrong sources, and we will be deceived by the rudiments of this world. It's easy to be deceived. But if we go to the scriptures, see, this, <laughs> the scriptures, we'll see Jesus said, look, it's me. They asked him one time, <laughs> some Jews, now these, this, this wasn't his disciples, but some Jews said, look, tell us plainly if you're him or not. We, we, who are you? Tell us plainly. We tired of all this talk you're doing, all this talk, it seemed like you're talking in circles almost. But they just couldn't understand they just couldn't understand. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to. That's what it did. I didn't. I didn't keep reading. I go, let's go back to John ten. That, that's what it was. I already was. I was already there, but didn't keep reading. Go back up to 30. We're going we're gonna to read that again because I wanted to get down to the end of it. John chapter 10 and verse 30. I and my father are one. Mm -hmm. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They didn't accept it. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you yeah, have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Jesus has been showing us his divinity the whole time. He was showing us that he is the father the entire time. Like I said, how can he walk on water? How can Peter say, look, bid me to come out to you on water? And Jesus said, look, come on. How can he do that if he wasn't God? You tell me who he was there. If he was not the Father, if he was not God, how could he do it? I can't do it. I can't tell you, look, come on over here on the water. I can't do it. How could he say, look, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it again in three days. How could he do it? How could he raise himself up from the dead? How could he do it? If, never mind. Let's let's move on down. The Jews answered him. <clears throat> the Jews answered him, saying, "For a good work we stoned thee not, but for blasphemy, and because mm -hmm. that thou, being a man, makest thyself God." Glory to God. They said, "Look, we're not gonna kill you for a good work." But we're going to kill you because you're trying to make yourself God. You just you just said you were God, and we can't accept that. And today I tell you the man was God, and somebody don't accept it. I tell you he's the Father, and you say no, nah, I just don't accept that. I can't accept it. I say you need. Never mind. So in thirty three, they said. We stone you for blasphemy. 
because that thou being a man makest thyself God. You are nothing but a man, but you're trying to elevate yourself to God's status. <laughs> no, you no, sir, you not God. But he was. He was. And it's a mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery. God was manifest in the flesh. Great is the mystery. If we go back, they had it backwards. And we have it backwards today because a man was not making himself God. God made himself a man. Let's go, let's, let's uh, drop down to John the first chapter. We're going to see this. I pray we see this. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, we had nothing but the Word. See, God is a spirit. So he did things by his Word. He, God said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let the dry land come forth. <laughs> and the dry land came forth out of the water. God said so many things. Let there be a firmament between the heaven. God said so many things. And it just, it's like magic. It just happens. God did this. The word was God. So if we drop down to verse 14. See, the word was God. God is his word. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. God was made known in the flesh. God made himself a body. He created himself one of these things and came in the world. Mm -hmm. And dwelt among us. Now that's John talking. He lived with us. And, mm -hmm. and we... Yeah, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what they called him, the only begotten Son. That's the role he came down here in the Son. Look back up at verse uh, 10. Now, we're talking about the one that was manifest, the one that came into the world. We're talking about Jesus. Look at verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Good God. The man came in the world, walked around on this world for 33 years, 33 and a half years. The world didn't even know who he was. Oop. Still don't. We couldn't even, because he has it hidden. It's a mystery. I can say these words all day long, but until you get in the book and study, until you actually have a thirst and desire to comprehend, he ain't going to let you see it. This is a mystery. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Good God. <laughs> Who was it? The revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Nobody but Jesus. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. He wasn't a man. He made himself a man. He was God. He just put himself in a body. That's why I used the analogy earlier. You can take the wind... And you can put it inside of a balloon, blow it up, put it inside a balloon. Now you can physically look at it. You can physically see it. That's all. That's all God did with Jesus Christ. Hey, Philip says, show him to us. We, we can't see him. 
Why? Because nobody can see them. Not physically, because God is a spirit. You can't see the wind, friends. God is a spirit. But he made himself known. He manifested himself. Let's let's uh let's just move on to first uh, John five now. First uh, John five and we'll look at let's start at verse five. First John chapter five and verse five. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Alright. No. Go ahead. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. You Not, got oh. go ahead, go ahead. Not by water alone, but by water and blood. You gotta come by the water. You gotta you gotta go down in the water. If you want to overcome this world, you must go down in the water. Jesus Christ even did it. He came by water and blood. Not by water only, because the water brings on something. The water and blood. Alright. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. Mm -hmm. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now let's get down to the trend. Let's, let's look at the three. Because that, that's what trips a lot of us up today. I, I had struggles with it myself. When I first began to try to seek out the truth, I wanted to understand the three. There are three that bear record in heaven. There, there's a record of all three of these. You got the Father. Now we know the record of the Father was the Creator, the Maker. That's the Father. The Son, He came to redeem us, to die for us. The Holy Ghost, that came now to us so that it would lead us and teach us all things, teach us the truth, to give us the power to overcome sin. To do God's will. Same one. They are one. We're going to see that. They are one. And the, these three are one. It's only one. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. It's only one. They have three different roles, though. They play three different roles. They, they play three different roles, but they're all one. They're all one. One doesn't say they agree. It didn't say the Father agrees with the Holy Ghost. The Son agrees with the Father. It didn't say they agree now. They are one. They're the same one. Look at verse 8. See, here's the difference now. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. <laughs> we got an agreement on earth, though. There are three that bear witness in the earth. Now, we're talking about water baptism here. You can't get away from that water. And you can't get away from the Holy Ghost. You can't do it, friends. Not in God. You can't do it. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit. Now, that's nothing but the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God. And the water. And the blood. And these three agree in one now this is different 
these are three different things here. See, we're not going to pick it up but because we've done it before. But if you go to Acts the 8th chapter, Philip went down to Samaria and the people were baptized. They did not have the Holy Ghost, though. They had water and blood, no spirit. They didn't have the full agreement. They're different things. We're talking about three different things there. If you move over to Acts the 10th chapter, Peter went down to Cornelius' house. And as Peter was yet speaking, the spirit fell on all those that heard the word. So we see in the 10th chapter of Acts, those people had the spirit. They had no water, no blood. They later got it, but initially they only had one. They had the spirit, no water, and no blood. So in the 8th verse, we see an agreement because they're different things. But in verse 7, all three are the same thing. They're just playing a different role. They're playing a different role. That's it. That's all it is. It's the same way as if I had uh, a wife. I can't say if you've seen me, you've seen my wife. I, I couldn't say that because we are two separate people. Now, the, the, what we do is we agree in one. We agree. If we choose to be married and we choose to follow God's will, we agree. That's all we're doing. We're in agreement. But the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the word there is nothing but the Son in verse 7. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they don't agree. They are. They are one. Uh, in Amos 3 and 3, it said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How can they do it except they agree? So if the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, if they were three different, distinct beings, they would have to agree. <laughs> We can't go around the scripture. We have to have an understanding of the scripture. I put it to you this way. When I was a, a younger child, I worked, uh, I worked in a, a store for our church. And at that store, I primarily ran the cash register. That was my job. That's what I did. When I came off to college, I put on a different hat. I began working for the Ole Miss football team as a student athletic trainer. Right now, see, I, I, I don't do it either of those anymore currently. Right now, it's no telling what they'll have me doing at my job now. From driving forklifts to painting, uh, to moving things around. There's no telling. See, I put on three different hats. I performed three different roles. I'm the same Tony, though. <laughs> I'm the same That's Tony, true. though. I'm the same Tony. But I perform a different role throughout time. That ain't... <laughs> That's all we've seen God do in the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He, he did nothing but change his hat. He changed his role. He performed a different thing during a different time. That's all he did. 
when Paul was headed down to Damascus, Paul, he knew he was fulfilling the will of God. He, he, he was persecuting everyone that called on the name of the Lord Jesus. He was on his way, like I said, to Damascus. A light shined on him, made him fall to his knees. He spoke in the Hebrew tongue, the Hebrew tongue. He said, who art thou, Lord? The Lord in Hebrew, Yahweh. Who art thou, Yahweh? He was talking to God. If you continue reading, this is in the ninth chapter of Acts. He said, the Lord said, after Paul asked, who art thou, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus. Now, if you have done any research in your Bible, you would know that when Paul was killing Christians, Jesus was dead already. Jesus had already died, rose again, went back to heaven. He was no longer on the earth. He was no longer here. So how in the world could this man call down from heaven and tell Paul he, he was the Lord had he not been God? The Lord told Paul, he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He said, it's hard for you to fight the truth. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, it is an extreme, it's a very deep thing. But my friends, in Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 45, it said, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. After Jesus had come back, show them the, the nails in his hand, the, the prints, excuse me, the, the holes in his hands from the nails. They believed on him then. Then, he, then they understood the scripture that it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise again the third day. It, it was necessary for Christ to do that. Then they understood who he was. They had to receive the Holy Ghost, but finally they understood who he was. So that is why you see when we get to Acts 2.38, Peter said, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Jesus said himself. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. We don't have any, we're not fighting today as Christians over if Jesus was a son. We know he was the middle. We know he, we know he, he, he bore that record. We know he was the son. What we got to fight over today is who is the Holy Ghost and who is the Father. And Jesus told him, he said, I am the beginning and the ending. I am the first and the last. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. When, and, and I'm kind of rambling on and on, but when the soldiers came to pick up Jesus, I'm going to finish it up on this. When the soldiers came to pick up Jesus, when they came to pick him up, and I got to find out where it is. Okay. Uh, it's John the 18th chapter. 
when the soldiers came to pick up Jesus, uh, he had just been praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And they came with all sorts of weapons and, of course, the torches uh, for fire because it was nighttime. It was dark. And they came to, to capture him. Let's pick that up and see how this went. Look at, um, we'll start at verse 1. John 18 and verse 1. Jesus is going to give us a glimpse of who he is. He's going to show us his divinity. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his, with his disciples over the brook, yeah, the brook, the brook Cedron, where was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. Mm -hmm. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oft times resorted with, thither with the disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, cometh thith thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. So they, Judas is now on his way to get Jesus. The soldiers, these men, they came with the torches and the weapons. They're coming to take them by force. They're not, they're not coming just to talk. They're coming to crucify him. They're coming to kill this man. So they come with the lights and the weapons, all right? Uh, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that, would, that should come up, come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Glory to God. Jesus already knew it was coming. He's divine. He's the Lord Almighty. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, he already knew. He already knew. He said, Jesus said, Whom seek ye? Who are you looking for? He already knew they were looking for him. Keep going, Bill. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. They asked him, excuse me, he asked them, he said, who are you looking for? <laughs> he said, I am. <laughs> he, the same I am from the backside of the mountain that Moses met that's who's talking here and he's going to show us here in just a second they said who are you seeking for or he said who are you seeking for they said look we look for Jesus of Nazareth and the Lord said I am he I am he I'm the one you're looking for the name above all names the name that every knee is going to bow to. Look at what happens in the next verse. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Glory to God. Read that again, man. Somebody didn't catch it. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. As soon, as soon, as soon then as he said unto them, <laughs> Uh, I am he. As soon as those words left his mouth, they went backwards. <laughs> Glory to God because <laughs> God knocked them off their feet. The same way he knocked Saul to his knees when he spoke to him. 
when the light shined and blinded them for three days. The same way here, the Lord said, I am he. They went backwards and fell to the ground. Now, somebody out there got smart and said, oh, <laughs> they just got scared. Ah, <laughs> uh, good God. Somebody out there said, oh, they just got scared, friends. <laughs> if you are standing there, you and, and, and we know how people are today. People today come with when they really are trying to uh, even even the police when they come to arrest someone and they come with the guns aimed at you. I don't care if they, if they say, look, I'm looking for Bob and Bob says, I am he. I've never seen a cop fall backwards and say, whoa, oh, it's Bob. <laughs> let me let me drop my gun. I've never seen a cop do that. And you hadn't either. Friend, he said, this is the same I am from the old text. See, God's got some power. God said, now this is God talking here. He said, I am he. Now, <laughs> the divinity came out here. Because as soon as he said that, they fell on the ground. Knocked them on their backside. Now, that's God. That is God talking. So, I don't want to keep going too deep in this because it, it's so many things that we can pull up in the scripture to understand just who the Lord Jesus is. And that is why it's so crucial. <clears throat> we'll never truly understand this unless somebody said, Someone out there said, I just don't see the things the way that you see it. I, look at John chapter 3 and verse 3. Somebody said, I, I just, I don't, I don't interpret it the way you <laughs> interpret it. Look at John 3 and 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You got to get the right glasses on. <laughs> You must be born again first before you can truly understand these things that I'm saying. He told us in verse 5 to be born again is water and spirit. You must be water baptized. It only works in the name of Jesus. I'm not sorry to tell you. I'm happy to tell you. If you didn't get baptized in the name of Jesus, you got to go back. <laughs> Saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost is it, it, not enough. You never called the name. Jesus himself said, I am come in my Father's name. He came here in the name. What was his name? His name was Jesus. He came in that name. The Holy Ghost came in the name of Jesus. Jesus is all of them. They are one. They're the same one. They don't agree in one. They're not three separate. They don't agree. They're the same. But water baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost. Now that's two, <laughs> that's two different things. That's an agreement. That's two different things. Those are an agreement. You can get the water baptism and not have the Holy Ghost. And you can have the Holy Ghost and not have the water baptism, as we already mentioned. So if you say, I, I 
just can't see it. Well, my question would be, have you been born again? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus? I'm not talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Have you received the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues? You must do it because the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures declare you won't fully understand. You won't see it. He's talking about perceive, perception, comprehension. We must follow the scriptures. So I pray, man, I, I really pray that someone will get a hold to this and and truly have a desire to understand God, truly have a thirst for righteousness and a hunger to be filled uh, because the scriptures are so interesting. But if you never dive in there for yourself, it's just nothing that I can do because God is looking for somebody who, who truly wants, who truly desires and wants to actually do this for themselves. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Melvin because I'm, <laughs> uh, I could talk about it all night, but true. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll pick up something else. I don't have that much to say. <laughs> Especially like on this topic, because like Tony said, it's a whole lot of different avenues that we could go through. But just wanted to talk about like the Bible itself. We are so oblivious to what God is telling us. We are just living life, you know, what what we are raised up, like go to school, get a good job, make sure you're happy, make sure you get a lot of money, go to school get hundreds of thousand dollars in debt and then get a job only to pay that debt back off. But God has to retrain our brain, but only if we let him, because we are grown up to the customs of the world and not of God. And we cannot be of the world and of God. God said you can't serve two masters. There's only one. And it's just so sad to see all of, like we're sending ourselves to hell daily. And What's even more sad is we don't even know it. We, we won't take the time out to open the Bible up and read it to see what God is saying. We go to church once, maybe twice a week, and then we go. Soon as white, right when we're pulling off from the parking lot, we turn on some rap, turn on and forget everything the pastor said. <laughs> we just we can't we can't do that. Like we either got to be for him in Revelation. He said we can't be lukewarm. He doesn't want us straddling the fence. Either we're going to be for him or we're going to be against him. There is no in-between. So we just have to stop being oblivious and take heed to what God is saying. I, one of my coworkers asked me to read and um, give them some questions for a um, trivia for their Bible study. And I'm just going to be honest, I forgot about it with all the things that um, I had going on and with dealing with the class that I TA for and dealing with my master's project and all of that. And I've honestly forgotten about it. And um, she said she actually started reading the Bible more than just Sunday and and really couldn't stop because there's so many interesting things in there. Mm -hmm. And that, that's true. If only we would take the time out and actually seek what God is saying because he's definitely saying a lot of things 
a lot of things and the Bible is not just talking about heaven it's talking about here on earth that's where it starts here on earth see a lot of people say oh, we'll get it right in heaven we'll get together in heaven Acts chapter 2 verse 44 says they who believe were together and in order for us to be together we have to agree Amos 3 and 3 how can two walk together unless they agree <laughs> but look at us now all these different denominations we can't agree Heaven starts on earth. We should be practicing now what we're going to be doing in heaven. Those who believe we're together. And they agree. It's not like God told one group of church, like one denomination this, and then go down the street and tell another denomination another thing. That would be contradicting. The scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be contradicted. So now, that's one thing that really sparked my interest, and I know Tony said this too, there are so many different beliefs, and each belief thinks they're right. Mm -hmm. They're right with God. We can point them into the scripture where they clearly see what they're um, saying is wrong. They'll stick to it for a lot of different reasons. They maybe want members in their church. <laughs> more members and more time money, huh? <laughs> but it can't be about that. We as uh, preachers get so much time money and they build this big multi-million dollar church but the church is not the building the church is the people in one place it's, it's said there's not going to be a stone left unturned it's going to be coming back for his people not the building so we just have to take heed to what God is saying and that's all I really have to say but definitely for the uh, few people that are interested in watch every week or every other week or whenever you watch it is greatly appreciated so that be it you have anything else to say uh no just greatly appreciate um all that will watch this video all that has watched this video i greatly appreciate you um just for giving any amount of time that you have just to listen to god's word and I pray that you'll join us again next week. Definitely, every week. And that's it. <laughs> Have a great night, guys.